Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, and today my guest is Superintendent of Schools of District 181, Lane Larson. Lane, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you. It's good to be here today. 2021, isn't that... Um, the future is looking bright, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. There's a lot of optimism for good things to come, and that's a good thing, I think, as well. Now, uh, really good news, I know, because uh, with the numbers the way they are, and they've been, where's some wood to knock on, they've been holding steady for a while, but that mm-hmm. means students are returning to school even tomorrow, are they not? That is absolutely correct, and we couldn't be more excited. So we are happy to say that beginning tomorrow, our earliest, our youngest learners from early learning, early childhood programs through grade two will be returning to school five days a week. It's the shortened day because of the mandated voluntary uh, distance learning option that is available, but our kids are going to be returning every single day. Uh, moving forward as long as our numbers stay low. So we're really excited to have our youngest learners back. And then what they've told us is that two weeks later, we can roll in the next three grade levels. Um, you, you can only roll in three grade levels per building at a time. Okay. And so on February 1st, we're thrilled to say that um, we're going to be having our third through fifth graders learn, uh, returning along with our children or our kids at the Brainerd Learning Center uh, in our transitions program and also at Lincoln Educational Center. And so we're thrilled about that. And um, also our fifth grade learners right now are only approved for a hybrid model on February 1st. Um, but we're, we're still working out the logistics of that, and we'll keep the community informed uh, probably by the end of this week um, or early next week as to what that'll look like. Okay. So, so that's really exciting. And then um, as you and I were talking earlier and your granddaughter shared with you, uh, right now we're looking at our 6th through 12th graders returning on Tuesday, February 16th. Uh, we have a in our school calendar, we don't have school on Monday the 15th, so it's Tuesday the 16th. And at this time, we only have permission to return in a hybrid. But if our numbers keep going down, we know what that means. And that means that eventually we can bring those kids back uh, for a modified in-person learning every day, every day hopefully, or, or four days a week anyway. But Anyway, more information will be coming out, but those are the three dates that we're looking at. January 19th, February 1st, and February 16th, and that's how we're going to get our kids back to school. All right. Uh, As you said, uh, you mentioned several times, these are all dependent on numbers. And in fact, all of this is driven by the number, and when we say numbers, the number of coronavirus cases here in Crow Wing County, correct? Correct. Yes. And what they found is that the the county number isn't as important in our learning model decision making because children ages 10 and under, um, at this point, the COVID virus doesn't affect them the way it does kids that are 10 and older. And so the county numbers are really important um, to use when we're making decisions regarding learning model for our middle and high school level kids. That's why we haven't been approved for anything beyond a hybrid at this time at those levels. But once again, it just reiterates, you know, if we all wear our face coverings, you know, when we're in the public and, and any time that we're around people, if we maintain that six foot social distance, 
We avoid large groups, uh, practice the hand hygiene, all those things that we've talked about so many times. Um, that's what's going to get our kids back uh, back to school um, as frequently as we possibly can. Excellent. Uh- the other part of this, of course, is a vaccine that uh, we're not really sure of the numbers of the vaccine right now. And uh, there's, a, I know, a plan as to who is next up and so on and so forth. Have you heard any additional information about our educators being vaccinated? Because uh, I know, to me, it makes a lot of sense to get them vaccinated sooner than later. Yep. At this time, we have not. However, one of the requirements of returning to learn is that we as school officials, that we are meeting with our internal COVID teams, with our county COVID teams, um, public health, Region 5 COVID team out of Sourcewell, with MDH and also with MDE. And we meet at with each of these groups um, minimum of one time a week, sometimes two or three times per week, as we're watching the data for making these decisions. And clearly, one of the things that we push overwhelmingly is, can we please get the vaccine? Can we move our educators up that list so that they're feeling more secure? We are very comfortable as we're returning our kids to school that we are able to implement the mitigation strategies that are being asked of us. And so much of that has to do with the fact that um, our community so generously supported our bond referendum, which gave us additional space. So we can spread our kids out. Our teachers can wear masks. Our students can wear masks. We can have shields where necessary. But we have the ability now to do the mitigation strategies so our kids can go into the lunchroom, that they can have some of their um, recess outside and some of those kinds of things because we have the space to do that. And so we are greatly appreciative of that. Um, We think that we can do the best job possible at keeping both our staff and our students healthy and well during this process of returning them back to learn. It's interesting to me to hear about how often you're meeting with so many different groups to uh, talk numbers, strategies, and all these other things that have to deal with the pandemic. And to me as a layperson, I'm very grateful to hear about all this planning. Yeah, it's, you know, it's early already today, and we've had three different meetings already this morning on on what it looks like for this coming week. And so I just want everybody to know that there's a, a lot of heartfelt work that goes into making the decisions for the school district. And we want nothing more than to get those kids back, but we have to do it as safely as possible. Right. Um, the other good news was, I know for a lot of us, to see our favorite Warrior teams back in action. And that just started again. The Warriors are back and playing, and so we're so excited. Um, what they did is they separated it from the learning model. The academics or academics were separated from the athletics and the activities. And so on January 4th, our varsity teams were given the okay that they could come back and start practicing. And last Thursday, on Thursday the 14th, they had their first competitions. And I know there was a lot of Warrior play on Thursday, on Friday, and on Saturday this weekend. And so everybody's back and excited to 
to have the Warriors competing. Um, also on Monday the 11th, our, our middle school students and uh, some of our other programming was able to begin. They got the permission to start practices, and they too will be starting their competitions um, in whatever form they're doing them in. But um, although the spectator capacity is limited, yes. Uh, to 150 inside, and you have to, you know, social distance and wear masks and those kinds of things. And outside, it's 250. Um, we still have our kids playing, and that's that's the most important piece, that they're out there uh, competing in those competitions that they love so dearly. And I did notice that uh, it's a little different this time around in as far yeah. as the athletes, coaches, everybody is wearing a mask. And uh, yes. uh, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too. And I know that there's been a lot of challenge to that. But, you know, from what I'm hearing from our athletes and also from the coaches, we'll do whatever it takes just to be back out there on the rink or on the court or uh, running or, or whatever it is. Um, they're willing to do whatever it takes to be out there and, and participating again. And so um, I'm really proud of our coaches and our kids, um, how um, – They've just taken it and said, okay, we'll do what we need to do to make this happen. And um, they've really been great as far as putting together the mitigation strategies that they need to do to keep everyone well. So, so far, so good. Yeah, it's very interesting. Are there certain activities that just were not able to happen because of the pandemic at this point, Lane? I was thinking of uh, any of the large group, uh, like a choir or something like that. Can they still uh, practice? How, how is that working? Yeah, when they do, it's all social distance, and they have to be really creative. If they go in the gym, for instance, and they separate out uh, on the bleachers or whatever to make sure that people are safe, I think they're doing more things with smaller groups as well, to yeah. just so that people have those experiences and um just get to enjoy the arts and and what they love as well. And so our our staff have been phenomenal, and they have been so creative in how they can make it work and still make sure that people are safe and healthy. And our parents, too, have been phenomenal to work with and working with us with within the parameters that we've been given. And so um, we're going to come out of this. We're coming out on the other side. I firmly believe that. And we're going to be stronger than we were when we went into it a year ago. And so um, it's so exciting to have the kids back. Yeah. Hey, as long as we're talking about sports and extracurriculars, some big news uh, this week. We saw one of our former Warriors, Cole Smith, playing for a National Hockey League team. Uh, yesterday, Joe Hag, another oh, yeah. former Warrior athlete, was in a uh, big oh. football playoff game. So that's pretty and exciting. And his name, and that was so exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. When these things happen, that must uh, give a lot of coaches and all of us a lot of pride, really. Yeah, it sure does, doesn't it? I mean, look at how excited you and I are just yeah. talking about it and and how fun it was. And I'm sure that just makes his family, their families, extremely proud. So yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Uh, Lane, real quick, uh, the construction, I know we talked before Christmas, uh, that continues. I see uh, fewer uh, big trucks and uh, vehicles at the high school site. So is that now focused on the interior work in that uh, facility? They're doing a lot more interior work, and it's really exciting because um, right now at the next board meeting, which is the 25th of January, 
Um, the board members get to go in and see uh, what's been done at the Warrior Early Learning Center, which is the old Baxter Elementary School. And that facility is going to be ready to open in February. Oh, wow. And meanwhile, Lowell, if you get a chance to drive by Lowell, it's really super exciting because the new gymnasium is constructed, the whole safe and secure entrance with the new administrative area, the cafeteria, all those kinds of things. Um, Because they've been able to get inside and work in areas that they didn't think that they were going to be able to work in uh, until next summer, some of those are done so that now they can uh, really focus on the hard work, which is going into the old parts of the building and deconstructing what they need to do and reconstructing reconstructing within those facilities. So we're going to get to see that. And then at the first meeting in February, um, we're going to get to go back into the high school. But I just want to remind everybody, the Performing Arts Center is supposed to be done um, this spring. And, you know, there are going to be a few tweaks and those kinds of things. But by next fall, when school starts and stuff, it should be totally just look brand, brand new and ready to go. So we're doing some work right now on naming the Performing Arts Center. You're going to hear about that after the next board meeting. And also naming the South Campus, which will be our new Lincoln Education Center transitions program and, and so on. And what, what do we want the name of that facility to be? And so uh, we have a meeting on it tomorrow. And then next Monday, uh, the board will approve the process that we're going to use for naming those facilities. So ah. Lots of exciting things going on. And so, um, although COVID did hit some of our uh, contractors, um, they've still been able to do a significant amount of work this winter, and we're just really proud of that. Hey, I'll ask real quick, uh, as we talk about the naming process, will the public be involved in that? Absolutely. We're going to ask them to go online and provide suggestions. And then there will be a big team of people that bring forth some recommendations to the board and the board will have the final decision on what the name of those two facilities will be. Similar to what we did with Baxter Elementary School and also the Warrior Early Learning Center. Um, The board really, um, and most people, wanted to keep the new facility, Baxter Elementary School, in Baxter. And then the Baxter Elementary that we had before uh, was is going to be all early learning. And so what does that look like? And so they changed it to the Warrior Early Learning Center, the WELC. And so uh, we're really excited about um, having the opportunity to name a couple more buildings. Kind of trying to stay away from people's names and uh, because... So many people were instrumental in making these buildings happen. Mm-hmm. And so we really are trying to um, think about what it best re- represents. And so I'm excited to I'm excited to figure out what the Regional Farming Arts Center will be, be named. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see. And just exciting times to see these uh, plans starting to come to fruition in a lot of cases. And uh, yeah, it's very good. A lot of exciting things, as we said, as we try and get back to some normalcy and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Hey, and- Real quick thing about the high school is the board did approve to move forward with some additional remodeling of the academic wing um, because um, 
financially with some of our bids and stuff, we had done real well and felt that we were able to do just a little bit more to bring them up to 21st century learning um, environments. And uh, we're really excited about that, too. We spend a great deal of time um, in meetings, uh, making sure we have the right academic learning environment at the high school as well. That's more exciting news. Yeah, Yeah. lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Hey, before I forget, and I don't want to slight anybody because we mentioned Cole Smith and Joe Hag. Let's not forget Josh Archibald is still playing in the NHL, too. So a lot to be proud of with former Warrior uh, athletes. You bet. Good catch. catch. No matter what, go Warriors, right? (laughs) There we go. Very good. Lane, we're out of time, but I want to say thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy day to talk with us this morning and keep our listeners uh, up to date on what's going on in School District 181. All the best. You stay safe. We'll talk soon. You you and everyone else, stay well, and together we'll get through it. Thanks. Thank you, Lane. Bye-bye. Lane Larson is the superintendent of schools, District 181. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you our Community Focus programs can be found anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also find our Community Focus programs on our free downloadable mobile app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.